It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! Woo! It's Spooky Saturday. It's Spooky Saturday. It's Spooky Saturday. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hey, hello. It's me, Devin Ray, your ghost host of the most, bringing the chills and thrills every single Saturday against all odds. And I am joined, (laughs) (laughs) as always, by the hand I like to hold, Scott Keel. (laughs) How you doing, Scott Keel? I'm good. You good? I'm good. The hand I like to hold. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we just watched. Woo! We just got back from the movies. We did. We did. Not Barbie. Not Barbie. Not Mission Impossible. Not Oppenheimer. Not Oppenheimer. But not talk. Barbenheimer. Not Barbenheimer. That's tomorrow. Uh, talk, talk to, to me. me. The A twenty four acquired Australian horror film. Talk to me. Indeed. 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 Oh my God. Okay, so good I'm like, good day. Um, I don't know, Cleo. The <laughs> the spirits, Cleo. I can't do an Australian accent to save my fucking life. That's so okay. I'm gonna say this right now before we get into anything. One minute into the podcast, this we're spoil this fucking movie. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I can't not. I can't not. Spoilers. We got to talk about it. Are we good? It's yeah. You have you, you are you either paused it and gone and watched it, or you don't care, or you don't care, or you've already seen it. So hey, Fable. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. Um. So we yes. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me about talk to me. Tell me. Tell me your thoughts. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved I, it. I loved it. It was so good. I loved it. I loved it. it hit on all cylinders. Bada me. Like It was Killian. It was. It was a Scott fucking movie. It was Yeah, it 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 it, it ticked all the boxes for what I want out of a horror movie. Mhm. You loved you love possession I movies. I love possession movies. I love ghost movies. Mhm. I love movies that kind of have jump scares. I love movies that are, but are not jump scare heavy, like jump, jump scare, scare reliant. Heavy. Jump, yeah, just like they're in there. They're sprinkled in there, like 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 sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they are they are a topping. They are not the main course. And I sprinkled on like sprinkles. Um, Bringing you the most eloquent horror discourse since 2022. They they are brutal, but they also, it's not like, either it does that thing, what were we watching? This is not related to talk to me. With the, with the, oh, Pan's Labyrinth. The mm-hmm. Saw yes going in it's brutal but away. restrained like it, it gives you just enough to get the image in your brain without sitting on it and making you nauseous so you and your imagination can take it as far as you would like to go mm-hmm. but you're not being forced to endure something that you may not be able to tolerate yes um agree and there are just there's there's so many i can't i can't wait there's so many little things and i feel like now that i've said that i'm not going to be able to remember any of them it's okay we're gonna go through let's go through a little bit so basically the movie is about if you saw the trailer you know what the movie is about the movie is about a girl named mia who since the death of her mother stays a lot with her friend yep and her friend's brother yep riley little brother and their mother, played by Miranda Otto, who is, is amazing. Amazing. She is no man, and she, she is no man. What's the? It was the. It's not Lich King. What is the? What is the name of the Nazgul? No. What? I mean, he's the king of the Nazgul. He's the okay. Um, forgive me. Forgive us, Lord of the Rings fans. Oh, sorry, I am not Stephen Colbert. I would fail the test. Yep. Um, but we love her. Anyway, she's so good, and she's um, so good in this. So basically, there's this hand, this embalmed, 
uh, ceramic hand that defies the laws of physics that once belonged to a medium that if you grasp it and you say talk to me a spirit will appear you have to light a candle first you have to light a candle to open the door and you say talk to me and then a spirit will appear and you have to say i let you in and the spirit will take hold of your body for no more than 90 seconds Well, no, the the spirit will take hold of your body for for, for, for however long you let it right the rule of holding the hand is the people that you are with when you do this are not supposed to let you hold the hand for more than 90 seconds. Right. And then you have to blow out the candle after you're done to, to close, close the, the door. door. Yes. Um, not unlike a Ouija board in that you, if you open communication, you need to close you have it. To close it. Otherwise, the thing that you open communication with will hang out. Yes. And you don't... It is said that you don't want that. It um, is said. So, the movie has a cold open... That just sort of, I feel like, epitomizes everything that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Where there's a party and this dude is looking for his brother. Duck it. His brother is on the other side of a locked door and he has to break the door down. Mm -hmm. And his brother is in there and his brother is all fucked up, like cuts on his back and his arms Mm -hmm. and he looks like shit. Uh, and he's carrying his brother out and all of the people at the party take out their phones and are filming and he gets he freaks out on all of them and he's like why are you filming my brother he's obviously in pain and then out of nowhere his brother stabs him with a knife in the stomach mm-hmm. and he falls to the ground and then his brother walks outside and abruptly stabs himself in the face in the face hard enough that the knife goes through like all the way through his skull yes like kind of superhuman levels of strength past the bone um i i don't know if anybody is aware of this but stabbing someone through the skull with a knife is not an easy thing to do he says theoretically i must say for purposes of the podcast and that you don't think ill of Scott Keel. I'm just he saying. He has not stabbed somebody. I've never stabbed someone through the skull. But it is it is a known fact that piercing someone's skull manually requires an immense amount of strength. Not for Michael Myers. He does it in Halloween 2 pretty easily with his thumb. But anyway. Again, superhuman strength. Yeah, anyway. Michael Myers. So, yeah, that's the, that's the, the cold that's open. That's the cold open. And it's... And it hand, it's it's handled really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the movie gets going and you have this lovely little family with the addition of Mia and they have a good thing going. Oh, it's a, there's a cute little scene with the younger brother who you show that he's such a nice little kid. Like great. Actor. He's he's friends with this little little. He's a child. I would like to say he's a little fuckhead, but like he's a child and he sells cigarettes Neither of, neither of them smoke. Neither of them smoke. <laughs> but he sells, he steals cigarettes, I think, from his dad or mm-hmm. something like that. The friend does. And then they sell the cigarettes. And... he d- The the friend does. The and and yeah. the younger brother, Riley, that we know, is like, man, don't. Just don't smoke. Don't smoke that. Don't get cancer, man. Yeah, like, I've heard you can get cancer from just smoking one. Kind of a... Yeah. It's, it's adorable. He's just a sweet kid. And then their drive... Mia ends up picking Riley up because he his sister forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and on their way home, they are singing Chandelier yeah. at the top of their lungs. And they come across a kangaroo that has been hit and is still alive, but very, very much suffering. dying. Yeah. And Mia is going to put it out of its misery with her car, but she can't do it. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So there's been two bits of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. One, the closed door in the cold open. Mm -hmm. Two, the kangaroo. uh, Something suffering that needs to be put out of its misery. And Mia being unable to do so. Yes. Um, And through like a very brilliant series of shots i think you gain information this is the way this is the beautiful thing about film is what i love about film is that you can do storytelling in subtle accumulation rather than just explicit like the first time we see mia she's listening to or watching a video of her and her mom that she has saved on her phone Mm -hmm. um and she's crying Mm -hmm. and so like we already know we already knew from the trailer that like her mom died 
but you don't know when and you don't know how, how or yeah you're just like and so you could tell she's still in it and she's it's still grieving it's still very present yeah in her in her life yeah everything yeah and she also bumps several calls from her father yep constantly yeah she's constantly ignoring delib like hitting the red x on her phone when her father calls. which i was like she's at this family's house was she adopted right. like did she like did both of her parents die and, and sort of that the the fact that there's that ambiguity there provides this weird sort of like provides its own little keeping you engaged through line mm-hmm. of what the fuck is going on there that mm-hmm. you sort of uh, that be, that sort of unravels itself or unveils itself as the movie goes on. It's just mm-hmm. it's cool, man. It's also really cool that this movie is from Australia and we see a vast array of Australian diversity represented mm-hmm. on film. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Maori Pacific Islander representation, mm-hmm. um, Indigenous Australian representation, as well as mm-hmm. white Australian representation. Yep. It's like it's super cool. It's really and cool. There's like a. a, a a uh, good representation from the sort of gender fluid yes. community. Yes. Um, because there's the character of Haley mm-hmm. who is is non-binary in presentation. Yeah. Yeah. At least in presentation, you it's it's you couldn't put a finger on it. No. Um. And Haley's really cool. Haley's really cool. Total dick. Total at dick. First, but you definitely one of my favorite characters by the end of the movie. Well, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, so there's the here's the thing. So now we're gonna get into it. Let's get into because, it. Because so the the first big scene, they have these parties, and there have been these cell phone videos circulating where these kids have these like hyper dilated pupils, and by hyper dilated pupils, I mean true. Their eyes are almost always all black. All black. Like the the iris is completely occupied by the black, and really most of the white is mm-hmm. occupied by the black. So your iris severely widens and the pupil takes over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, and everyone's like, you know, the, the older sister is like, that's gotta be fake. Yeah. You know, it's like that there's, there's no way that's real, but they go to one of these parties where this is happening. And the, we've, ex- the premise has been explained. The premise has been explained. And basically, oh, so Mia goes first. Nobody wants Mia at this party. Yeah, no one wants Mia there. And also, they bring Riley. They bring Riley because, so... Riley's going to tell their mom that his sister forgot to pick him up if she, they don't take him along. Right, and... And she doesn't want to get in trouble. And she doesn't want to get in trouble, she's so she... Her, she's dating this boy, Daniel, and he's going to be there, and they haven't kissed yet, and it's this whole thing. Yeah, like... In, it's like Daniel's super Christian. He doesn't like to do any of that stuff. Yeah. But you find out also that Mia used to date Daniel. And it's I think they had sex. Absolutely yeah, they did. I think they had sex. Uh, um, which we'll get to more. But it also in a again, that's also something that really goes unaddressed. Yeah. But they're at this party, no one wants Mia there, and they pull out the hand and they are like, Who's going first? And Mia's like, I'll go first. Uh so they strap her to the chair, and she's like, whoa, what? And they're like, trust me, you want it to be tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they light the candle. She takes the hand, and she says, talk to me. And then there's a fucking dead person on mm-hmm. the other side of the table. And she pulls her hand away. And like, no, 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 seriously, do it again. So she does it again, and there's a different dead person across the table. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just say it. Say it. She's like, let me in. And then it snaps her head back with some great cinematography and mm-hmm. everything. Uh and she is occupied by, by this, this drowned woman. Drowned woman. The cor- the, this, the spirit looks like a very bloated, drowned corpse. Yeah. Like gnarly, gnarly. Um, and she, she says some horrible things to Riley. Horrible things to Riley. And then the door opens and closes mm-hmm. on its own, and everybody seems all fucked up by that. Like that, that's not happened before. Mm-hmm. And then. At 83 seconds, they're like, okay, take the hand, and they can't get the hand off, and it goes over 90 seconds, but then they do get the hand off, and they blow out the candle, and they close the door, and Riley, or Mia, Mia is like, that was... Fucking incredible. The most incredible experience, and clearly, it's like that for most people, that it's like... It's euphoric. It's basically their way of huffing, or um, doing like... Uh, 
whippets yeah kind of thing it's that like or or for those of you salvia like that it's this very intense short-lived high high where she's like i felt like i was glowing i was i was just i could feel a a taste and smell whatever everything but but i was was a passenger passenger seat. seat that's what and so for me for me for scott's uh two things happened a i i would never <laughs> just just out the gate that they set this hand on the table it, the hand just sitting on the table defies the laws of physics it doesn't make sense and then and then they can't get the hand off like the hand didn't want to let go which forced her to go over the 90 seconds so red flag immediate would never and then she talks about being in the passenger seat during this experience of her consciousness of her, and i'm just like nope nope nobody nope nope, nope. i don't i l- okay so this is where we're different but <laughs> but the same i don't want after the whole experience was explained i was like no thank you but if somebody pulled out that hand at a party i would absolutely would shake that hand yeah. i would i would not I would, and I I'd would say, not. talk to me, and then I'd probably fuck with some people really hard, because that doesn't happen. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't happen yeah. in life. Yeah. So I would probably fuck with everyone. Well, and that was, that was a big thing about it, is that the older sister is like... They're fucking with... You're, you're, you're lying. Fuck, yeah, you're, you're fucking with... She's like, fine, I'll prove it, and that's... And she's like, let me in, or I, I let I you in. I let you in, yeah. Um, and so then, the next... Uh, right yeah i guess then daniel goes no that's later that's later but and so i guess that's really so like basically they have these parties i don't know if it's this one they or keep the next yeah one, they have where basically parties they just, frequently they just take turns doing shaking the hand and i don't know how entertaining that could possibly be well i think they do it because it feels so good but no i'm saying like but as a, a spectator f- yeah and they're filming it every time and the person who is then again, I have watched somebody with salvia do a little freak out, and that right. was that was fun. But and that's the thing is, like the person who's possessed does something different each time because they are occupied by a different spirit. So, like they speak in different languages, they talk to you. Here's a question: and At the first party, when she go ahead with your question, are they spirits? So we'll get there. Because <laughs> so. When Mia takes the hand, when she looks and says those fucked up things to Riley, she mm-hmm. basically looks at Riley and is like, they really want you. you. Or he. He standing right behind he's you. He's standing right behind you. He really likes you. He's going to split you in half. He's going to split you in half. And so it's like, and I'm wondering if that's, it's literally the, it's a child, mm-hmm. like a true innocent. Mm-hmm. And there are, as far as we know in the movie... There are no, like, everyone that does it is at least, you know, six, Se- 16, 16, 17, 17 up yeah. kind of situation. It's not. They can drive. Yeah. But I, that's American rules. I don't know what But, like, is. this kid is clearly, like, 10 years old. Yeah, 10 or 11. Mm, yeah. A Stranger Things age. Yeah. And not remotely an adult. Um, so, yeah, they're they're doing this and they're doing, they, they have, they, and they have their second party and where everybody is taking turns, shaking the hand. And that's when Daniel does it. And that's when Daniel does it and makes out with the dog. Oh, but here's the... Okay, so, like, there's, like, a little undercurrent teen drama, whatever, with, like... Daniel and Mia. Daniel and Mia and older, older sister, sister, who I can't remember her fucking name. I can't either, dude. Um, I've been calling her older sister because I keep wanting to say, like, Maya or something like that. But Mia I, and Maya? Yeah, but um, that's why I don't think it's Maya, but that it might be. And I don't know how often they said her name. Um, she said it in the hospital. Jade. So, but yeah, there is this sort of like love triangle thing because, but like the thing is, is that Mia is constantly talking about it and fucking with her, her friend. Well, they keep saying, okay, one of the reasons why Haley does not like Mia. Haley. Um, nope, that's that's the that's the chick oh, that that's... we love. Uh, it's Jade. Um, it's Jade. It's Jade. Okay. Um, Haley doesn't like Mia because she's like, well, she's so weird now. She's so clinging now. She's yeah. so clingy. And it's because her mom yeah, died. Yeah, she's got depression and her mom died. So she is like... Alone. Alone. 
her mom died and now she's like and her dad is basically like hyper shut off and, and yeah he's not he's not available and so yeah mia spends all her time with jade and she she's very physically affectionate with the people close to her so she like hugs on daniel all the time and she hugs and jade, on jade all yeah the time. like it's, and riley and riley like, like she is craving she's a cuddle bug comfort but Haley hates that so <clears throat> it's not like she's fucking with She's kind of fucking with Jade, but like yeah. barely. Yeah, but like in a in a in a it, it's a completely innocent, not malicious fucking with her. Right. It's more teasing her to make her realize how not big of a deal it is. It is that she's but dating Daniel, Daniel takes the hand and is the take- spirit inside of him is like he doesn't like you to Jade. to Jade, and then starts eyeing Mia and gets all sexual and wants to have like it starts. It, the chair falls over and he starts humping the floor and mm-hmm. then the dog comes over and he makes out with the dog. I was so worried for the dog. I thought the dog was going to die. The dog did not die. The dog is fine. There's no animal harm besides the kangaroo, which you don't see being harmed. You just see it struggling. It's rough. The, the sounds little, are rough. It's really rough. Um, but then after everybody is doing the hand thing at oh. the second party. Oh, wait. Before we go further. We, Mia does have a scene with Riley after the first party where he's scared. Oh! He's scared and he goes to... He, he goes to sleep, but then a, 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 a creepy hand touches, touches his, his face. Yeah. And then he gets up and he's like... Well, this is that's before that. Before that, he's like, I'm scared. Can I hang out with you? Yeah. Uh, Mia. Yeah. And he's like, tell me, do you know what happened to your mom? And she's like, yeah, she accidentally took too many sleeping pills, but... Um, she didn't mean to because yeah. she like my dad found her because she was propped up against the door. She had scratched, scratched the, like, there was she, bits of wood under her nails and there were scratch marks on the door. She was trying to get help, um, but and she, she couldn't. couldn't get out. Uh, and he had to break the door down and she was on the other side of it. And that's important to know for later. Continue on with the second party. Thank you, Scott. Second party. Uh, after everybody's been doing this for a while. Riley decides that he wants to have a turn on the hand. And Riley's friend is there this time. And Jade is like, absolutely fucking not. And everybody sort of is like, yep, Jade said no. Jade said no. We're not doing it. And then there's a bit of a tiff between Mia and Jade and Daniel and Riley. And Because Jade, Riley as a child is... is He's like, I hate you. He's like, I hate you. And I thought you were going to be on my side, Mia. Like, Yeah, he's definitely manipulating and guilting. But he's a child. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're casting aspersions on him. It's definitely, it's manipulation, but it's unconscious manipulation. Yeah. He's, he just wants to be like the other kids. And Mia wants so badly to, to maintain loved. that love and yeah. familiar relationship that she's so, like, okay. So Jade has left the room mm-hmm. in frustration and trusting that her friends are going to adhere to her word that mm-hmm. Riley does not use the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel follows her out, and then Riley was trying to negotiate, like, just 60 seconds instead of 90. And she's like, absolutely fucking not. How about zero seconds? Mm-hmm. And Mia's like, okay, 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. So he does it, and... uh he in his possession before he lets the spirit in he looks at mia he looks at mia and she's like it's okay okay. just say it and he lets it in and then looks at mia and starts talking to mia as mia's mom Mm -hmm. and so mia is like oh my god and they're like 50 seconds and she's like no no no, let it please let it keep just a little bit longer a little bit longer so that she can talk to her mom which fuck uh how do you say no to that? Yeah, and then uh, he Riley starts smashing his face. Oh, another rule that we haven't discussed in the Gremlins rules for this game is that if you die while they are in you, they have you forever. forever. So their end goal is to is get you to get past ninety seconds, and then get and you. then kill you. Yeah. So. That sounds very trivial. The movie is very good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's And it's one of the be- most beautiful things about this movie is it's very unsuspecting and everything... Everything is laid out so clearly. But it sounds trivial and kind of stupid, like, if you're just explaining it. But seeing it is something completely different. Yeah, it, it's... it's uh, 
it's so clean. It is clean. So this, like, you're watching it, and it's almost like you know. Like, it's kind of like watching a Shakespearean tragedy where you're watching the train wreck happen, Mm -hmm. and you know what's coming, Mm -hmm. but you can't do anything about it. And at that point, it's not really about being surprised by what happens. It's about being surprised at how it happens. Mm -hmm. And the sort of joy of the party, of how they're dealing with this hand, and how they've sort of made light of this experience mm-hmm. it sort of it, it it you get removed from the stakes yes temporarily and then this kid smashes his face into this table repeatedly, repeatedly. fucking hard hard like hard and then starts to pull reaches his fingers under his eyelid and attempts to pull out his eyeball and mm-hmm. succeeds a little bit. A little bit. And they're removing his hand, and then he gets launched across the room, breaks a window, and the chair stops next to a corner desk, and he starts yeah, like smashing his head yeah. into the bar, into this corner. And his sister comes into the room, and he's taking clearly what is the killing blow. Like mm-hmm. he's swinging his head back for like the hit. Mm-hmm. And Jade puts her hand over the corner and he smashes his forehead into her hand and it shatters her her hand. hand. Yeah. Um and then they're able to like get the get the hand off of him. But they realize much later Mm -hmm. that they didn't blow out the candle. Yeah. So they never closed the door. And and it was definitely longer than ninety seconds. Absolutely. And like and then we get a beautiful kind of like uh, dissociation montage of Mia just walking out of the room. Then you see Haley and her friend who owns the hand be like, we have to figure out what we're going to fucking tell the cops. We need to call the cops. Like, but, but everything's like out of focus. Oh yeah. Cause and grainy. we're in Mia's POV. Yeah. So like, there's, only- she's not listening. No, no, but it's, but we're getting that. Like kids are freaking out. She goes to wash her hands in the bathroom. We see an out of focus officer, police officer starting to ask her questions. And and then, and then we're in the hospital and, and everybody's like, get out of here, Mia. Yeah. And like, I feel like at this point, I don't want to like skip over too many things, but like, it's sort of the movie gets a little twisty here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at the, like, so there's like a couple really cool things that happen. Yeah. First of all, so Mia starts seeing her mom places. Yes. And she eventually takes the hand and is like, talk to me, mom, specifically. Mm-hmm. And she sees her mom. Now, the crazy thing is, she sees her mom a lot throughout this film and after this point. Mm-hmm. And each time she sees her mom, her mom is becomes the drowned woman. Yes. So, like... You you never really see it, but, like, she, with each time you see her, like, she's a little bit more distended. She's a little bit more swollen. She starts having water running down weird place, mm-hmm. like, weirdly. Like, she's not sweating, but, like, it's, there's just liquid everywhere. Yeah. And, like. And that's not how her mom died. And that's not how her mom died. So, like, the more the movie goes on, you realize more and more that that's, and they, and then at some point they're, like. Didn't Duckett say something about them being able to impersonate people that you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Daniel is like, you know, they've been inside of us. They probably know everything about us. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these sort of red flags popping up that, like, this isn't this isn't your mom. This isn't your mom. Um, uh, we also get, in the sound design, uh, very constantly post this Riley thing, scratching at a door scratching at a door oh and every it's so subtle too because i wasn't thinking about it until yep. maybe like a couple seconds in and i was like oh, oh no and it's graphic like it's, the sound is graphic it's yeah. it's a lot and it makes your skin crawl but the fingernails that we do see are not graphic no. like they don't they didn't make me wood under the nails that and even that wasn't that bothersome to me i think i freak out more with like samara's fingers in the ring when like her fingernails get torn off when she's trying to crawl out of the well and they only give you one shot of that in this at the end with the broken fingers yes but the coolest (laughs) the coolest thing in the movie for me the the most 
most one of the most brilliant touches is when they realize that they didn't close the door. They mm-hmm. come up with the plan to reopen the door oh, that's the coolest part with of Riley so that they can close it again properly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work because he can't say Riley can't speak because he woke up again. That's the other thing. Riley keeps waking up and every time he wakes up, he tries to kill himself via really horrific ways like smashing his head into things or yeah. biting himself yeah. or what have you. Uh, and at this point, he has beaten himself up so much that he's got a breathing apparatus mm-hmm. in his throat. Mm-hmm. So he's he on a ventilator. He's yeah. on a ventilator. He cannot talk, so he can't say, talk, talk to, to me. me or I let you in. So Mia says... I'm going to do it and see if I can reach Riley. And they're like, he's not dead. And she's like, but maybe his spirit is in limbo. So she does it. And she's like, Riley, talk to me. And it's a little girl. little Small little girl. And she's like, is Riley here? And she's like, I can show you where he is. Mm -hmm. And she nods. And the little girl says, I let you in. And Mia gets pulled into just... It's just the, it's so, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And you see Riley and there are all these. It's like 20 to 30 people. Souls or demons or whatever. Pulling at him. Pulling and tearing at him. And he's clearly in pain. And it's just such a, it's handled so well. It's very fast. It's, it's a flash, basically. Like, and then when she comes out of it, she doesn't want to be touched. And she's like screaming and obviously, and it's like, you realize what has happened mm-hmm. and it also it's where are they ghosts or like, are, they are these spirits or are these demons they're demons um it's this movie to me and you haven't seen this yet but we will watch it for the kitwaku is the the other side of the coin to jacob's ladder mm. and i'll talk more about that when we watch jacob's ladder awesome but uh it i haven't seen a movie that reminded me so much of Jacob's Ladder in a very long time. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited yeah. to see Jacob's Ladder. I know. You might want to watch it right now. Skip ahead. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, it's just so, it's 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 done so cleanly. And... So Mia is the the ghost of her mom, or we'll say the ghost pretending to be her mom, mm-hmm. or the demon pretending to be her mom. <laughs> um, the ever-present demon that, is pretending to be her mom. Yeah. Uh, is slowly starting to convince Mia that she has to kill Riley to save him. Yes. Um, and that, like, he's in so much pain and she, the mother, quote unquote, will protect him. It's like, if, he, if you kill him, I can protect him. I can look after him. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have him right now and I yeah. can't, I can't help. I can't, I can't help. But you can help. Yep. So you have to go kill him. Yep. And then after she gets home, after Mia gets home and Oh, oh, no. We before we get to that. We uh she when she had the conversation with her mom the the demon pretending to be her mom initially, the first time mm-hmm. when she said talk to me uh and like really had the first real conversation with the demon pretending to be her mom. Mm-hmm. She asked if she killed herself mm-hmm. and the demon said, no, I would never leave you. Mm-hmm. you know, I won't ever, I won't you. ever leave you. It was, I, I didn't mean to, it was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then she gets home from the hospital and her dad is like, okay, Mia, you're like, I haven't told you everything about your mom. I, I was trying to protect you, but I think that that was foolish. And then reads, her mom's suicide note to Mia. Yep. Um, it's a very sad, very sad scene. And Mia understandably is like, okay, I need to, I need to be not right here with you, dad. Yep. Um, and goes upstairs and has a mirror chat with demon mom. And demon mom is like, that's not, your that's dad. not your dad. They're pretending to be your dad. It's not real. And then Mia has a full-on hallucination of her dad trying to break down her door. Demon dad. Demon dad. He's like covered in burns. But she doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know that yet. While her dad is downstairs finding the hand 
in her backpack. Yep. And then he hears her screaming, and he goes up, and he breaks down her door. But Demon Dad has already broken down the door, and... So in hallucination. In hallucination. Thrown Mia around the fucking room, and then started to choke her out. Is strangling her on the ground, and she's, like, reaching for scissors. And you're like, yeah, get him! But then Real Dad actually breaks down the door, sees her sprawled on the floor... Choking. Choking, and goes to help her... And she stabs him she in stabs the neck. She stabs him in the neck. Um, <coughs> and then calls Jade and is like, hey, I know how to save Riley. Come to my place. Mm-hmm. And Jade's like, fuck, fine. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Oh, also, something we haven't really talked about is that, like, Jade, understandably, is like, stay the fuck away from my family. Yes. You... You let him do this. You, you let, At the very least, everyone thinks that Mia has given Riley some kind of drug. Yeah. Jade's mom, Jade and Riley's mom, uh, is like, you stay the fuck away from my son. I don't know what you gave him, but you are you smoked weed once, so <laughs> you obviously drugged my kid and drove him to do these things. Yeah. Um, you come back here, I'll call the cops. So, like, Jade's, like, super isolated. Mm. We also skipped the sucking on toes bit. We don't need to talk about. But the like, yeah, you're right. It's bit. just like there's so many good things. It's so, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. So anyway, at the end of the movie, Mia tricks Jade into leaving the hospital, and then she goes in, and right when she's about to think about stabbing Riley, Riley's mom, Riley and Jade's mom, is like, "Hey, Mia, I'm really sorry about being a total bitch. I was." grieving and stressed and I was scared worried and there was no drugs there were no in drugs system. in the system my bad i know you've been going through a lot and you would never hurt him yeah and it was just really and then she's like she asked for a moment alone with riley and she's like yeah of course yeah i'm so sorry yes and of then course. jade finds her her dad right, me dad not dead not dead somehow uh barely clinging to life man. and jade calls her mom and is like get Mia. is mia where is mia yeah and she's, oh she's with riley it's that like she's dangerous and this is i love this mom character so oh, much she's so, so fucking real it's I was, the family dynamics because of her i was like chef's kiss. that is the kind of mom i would be like from starting out of that like are you what are you you're you gonna sneak it out to you go, always, you're gonna you, go have sex with he's you asked for you asked oh, he's for a this. christian mom is like he still has a penis Jane. <laughs> still has a penis um who's having the party and she, what was it like riley if, if you have if there's a party at this house i will punch you in the face yeah <laughs> like <laughs> straight up i will hit you i will punch you in, in the, the face. face um and then when she hears from jade mia is dangerous she doesn't need any more information she's like i got you baby i'm gonna go get riley yep because you wouldn't say that nope. for no reason nope full support believe your children 100 percent. yep seemed like a very open parent it's the kind of parent i would aspire to be if i didn't want to bring children very into clear this trust exists between this mom and her kids yes um she goes and and riley's not in his bed no and mia's gone as well uh jade pulls into the parking lot and sees well because mia has a vision of the dying kangaroo in, in the hospital yep and so, and it comes back to her, and so she's thinking she's going to... Throw Riley into traffic. By, yeah, put him out of his misery by throwing him into traffic, because she can't stab him. Because she can't do it. Right. But cars can. Cars can. So, she takes what she perceives to be possessed Riley mm-hmm. to the edge of a very fast interstate on a curve mm-hmm. under an overpass... Um, and demon mom, demon mom, that is clearly the drowned woman at this point mm-hmm. is like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You can do it. Save him. Save him. Uh, and then this is my favorite part of the movie. She it throws herself into traffic, or Jade pushes her into traffic to save Riley. Do you think that's what happened? I don't. I think so. Really? Wouldn't you? I just don't know how she would get, like, the orientation of people 
wouldn't make sense to me mm. because it's tr- highway and then Riley in the wheelchair and then Mia. Mm-hmm. So if Jade wanted to push Mia into traffic, it would be difficult to do that without her bumping into Riley's wheelchair. The wheelchair was upright. I do think that Jade pushed her. Though, and I think that's a question for the movie. Yeah. It's up to your own interpretation. It is definitely very like the camera cuts away. There's a lot of traffic noises. And, oh, it cuts to the POV of you. Of You're in a van of mm-hmm. one of the cars. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was clever on their part. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't cut to black. It cuts to being in the van and then there's something gets hit something hits the truck next to the van and that truck hits the van and mm-hmm. airbags go off and then you see Riley, uh, Mia sprawled out in the middle of the highway and she like gets up and is then in the hospital mm-hmm. and is walking around and yeah, the, my favorite part very clearly dead and she earlier in the movie talks about having this recurring nightmare where she looks in a mirror and she doesn't, and she doesn't see a reflection so she knows she doesn't exist and She's in the hospital, and she looks in a mirror, and she doesn't have a reflection, and she looks down, and her fingers are all... Fucked up. Fucked up. And then all the... Slowly, all of the lights go out. All the people that she knows disappear little by little. Riley gets better, and leaves with his mom and his sister, Mm -hmm. and then her dad is there, but he's slowly walking away, and she never really gets to see his face again. And then it cuts to black, and and then then you see a candle get lit. And she starts to walk towards the candle. And then she is the spirit that is... Shaking the hand. Shaking the hand. And it's... What did you say? I don't know. Stuck the landing. Stuck the landing. In this movie, horror movies, I would say the one crime of most horror movies is the ending is shit. Yeah. Most of the time. Most horror movies, the ending is shit. Like, you could have a solid gold movie you're like oh my god this is so good and then they fuck the entire movie up in the last 90 seconds yeah i it's it's i think it's a little bit easier to stick the landing with like art house or conceptual parable horror movies Mm -hmm. oh that's all the three different kinds but like with an art house movie whatever like the witch or the allegory or things like that. Like, yeah. oh, okay, that's that. That's, that Peele. was always going to be the ending. Yeah. But, yeah, like the metaphorical allegory movies, parable movies, is what I like to call them. Yeah. Uh, like Jordan Peele movies. It's easier to stick the landing because it's a parable. Yeah. It's a clear conclusion to whatever. Right. Yes. Uh, DJ or whatever the, the protagonist's name is in um, Nope. Of course he conquers this alien. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, spoilers for Nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but with more uh, mainstream, generic, not generic, but mainstream horror that you get to see. Especially with possession. Especially with possession. They're always trying to, and it's a, a byproduct of capitalism. I won't rant on that for too long. But, like, they're always setting up for more, for another movie. For Like, the haunting isn't over. It's not that they just don't... That's an old that's an old horror movie trope is that the the evil is not gone so you want people to stay scared at the end of the movie. But now it's so set up on franchises and multiple sequels that like it has to it can't just be like the evil's not gone it's like the evil's not gone and also here's what the next movie is about. And I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact especially with possession movies that there is an evil demon entity mm-hmm. that is singular. Mhm. That is targeting specific people mm-hmm. and specifically people that are connected to those people. Yeah. Whereas this movie, there is no central demon. No, it's... And it's... there is no, like... Like, you could absolutely do a sequel to this movie. Yeah. Because this the, 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 the in, it's about the instrument, which is the hand. Mm-hmm. But if you did a sequel to this movie, it could be completely ancillary... To anything that happens in this movie. Yeah. The only connection point is the hand. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't feel like they were trying to make a sequel with the ending. They were giving Mia, like you said, the ending that you knew was coming. The ending that you knew was coming. But you didn't expect. Yeah, but it still caught you. It still, it, when it happened, you were like, 
oh fuck what yeah we go oh like i i think i said out loud during the movie i was like oh she's dead and then when i saw the heard the candle and heard the match and then the candle got lit i was like oh my god yeah, yeah. that was and that was me when when she said I let you in. I let you. Oh, well, I I let you in. I was like, I didn't know they were going to go there. Because so many times during watch, me watching this movie, I was like, are we going to see what they see when they're possessed? And that was also what was really beautifully handled was when they chose to provide POV of the person saying, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And when they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Kudos to that one... Well, kudos to the guy who plays Daniel because he, that's the most uh, without visual uh, impetus acting that we see in regards to that interaction. Is that he we we watch Daniel say "talk to me" and we don't see we don't see his what he sees. Yeah, but we watch the actor see what he sees. Yeah. And it looks just the same as if there was a person in full SFX makeup sitting there. Same for the same for Riley. Oh, that the kid who plays Riley, his performance of really everything, mm-hmm. everything that that kid does in this movie, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, it does uh, border on my, you know, my thing about child actors, though. Yeah, I, I I thought about that actually when he started beating the shit out of himself. Mm-hmm. I was like. Ooh, this is I think that kid's got to be older like I think that's an older kid you think he's playing. like Freddie Highmore yeah I think he that kid's probably like 16 17 years old and just looks 12 or like the kid that that plays um what's his fucking name uh, uh the 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 boy in love actually that is also yes in yes. Game of Thrones Jojen Jojen Reed yeah who looks uh a child and yeah. is actually and 30 still, like Queen's Gambit he yeah. still looks like a child, even though he's playing a gr- like even when he's playing a grown ass man. Yeah. I'm like you're ten. You're ten. Yeah. Uh, this I feel like he ha- because it's it's definitely the most brutal part. Watching of the movie. him brutalize himself. It is. It is definitely the most graphic part of the movie, mm-hmm. hands down. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 gore budget went to that the core gore budget and the cgi budget went to that sequence mm-hmm. period um it also this movie does rely a lot on practical effects which i love yeah you can tell yeah, you, you can, can tell, tell that there is like so much makeup yes and not a lot of cgi yes and it's worth it it is a million percent worth it it's worth it like fuck it's yeah i 10 out of 10 man 10 out of 10 I this fucking is, love this movie. This is definitely like every now and then I come across movies like this where I'm like, this this is going to be one of those movies that I will happily watch again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again and again. Like, so we did we decide on the consensus that they they are demons or are they spirits or are there some demons? I think it's got to be so. Or- oh, <laughs> you just wrinkled my brain. No, because hang on, because Mia becomes. Mia is one of the things. It's, she is not a demon. Okay, so, but here's the thing. Hear me out. When Mia first takes the hand and then that door open and closes and she said, he's behind you. Mm-hmm. And he wants to, he likes you. He wants to split you in half. That thing. I wonder if there are demons and then the but the they don't make themselves known except Mm -hmm. to those who go past the 90 seconds Mm. like interacting with the 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 souls that you interact with when you say talk to me then you say i let you in those are souls Mm mm-hmm but when you go past the 90 seconds it's like those souls are emissaries of a, a demon, demon or demons yeah that then that 90 it's kind of like a trace call that once yeah, it once it gets past the 90 seconds the demon's like oh cool i'm in there yeah so there's it's an interesting thing ghost lore 
uh, specifically like cinematic ghost lores that like they never ghosts generally don't want to kill you or like I understand as a spirit it happens in insidious a spirit does want to be in poltergeist spirit does want to be in the light spirit does want to be alive again mm-hmm. so like but that's it that's the extent of it mm-hmm. a spirit wouldn't want to kill you so it would have you forever unless it's a group of a roving group of evil humans that have died but that's not what this that's is. not what this There's is There's definitely a demon that's has using to be. humans that's using human souls like anglerfish it also feels like the anglerfish uh it also feels like kind of gremlin rules with this with this hand and that it's set up to fail it's it's abs well because here's the thing and again this is why a demon makes sense Mm -hmm. and why because oh man that makes so much sense okay so they had never they went with mia's turn on Mm -hmm. the hand two things they had never experienced happened. Mm -hmm. A door opened and closed independently. Yeah. Mia talked to people in the room where it was clear that she was, like, referencing them Mm -hmm. specifically, not just saying shit. Mm -hmm. And the hand didn't let go. Right. So I think that, like... You're right, that the hand is designed with these rules so that the rules will be broken. Do you think it's a demon hand? Here's another no, thing. I think it's a hand of a Satanist. A hand of a Satanist. That's That was also something that Haley said. It was mm. like, they were, he was like, I think it's supposed to be this hand. There's an actual hand in there, and it's the hand of uh, someone who communed with the spirits. And Haley is it's like, I heard it's the hand of a, of a Satanist. Satanist. So, one thing I also noticed when I looked at the hand, because um, I can't just watch movies. There's all sorts of shit written on it. Well, there's all sorts of shit written on it, but it's a left mm. hand. I noticed that, too. I was like, it's not and a I, right hand. You know when I noticed that it was a left hand? When? At the end. Mm. When Mia was on the other side of it. That, mm. was when I, that was the first time that I noticed it's a left hand. It's a left hand, also known as the uh, sinister hand. Lucifer. Yes. Well, you know, it's the it's you're not yeah. supposed to shake with the left. It's, it's yep. a whole that's a it's thousands of years of don't yep. no left hand handshakes, yep. and it's a left hand. And I want to, I really, I want to look at a screen grab. I feel like a fucking this should be a YouTube episode because I, I would pull up like a picture of it and be like, let's look because I saw like I want to see you a couple names, yep. and then I can't figure out what that language was. The biggest the biggest thing that you see on the hand probably here. It's, it's probably Aramaic or Sanskrit or... Yeah. And Devin noticed something interesting as well. That the hand is not positioned to shake. No. The hand, if you lay it on its side, is positioned as though it is holding something out. It's an offering you. gesture. It is an offering hand. That when you stand it up, you can shake it. Mm-hmm. But it is not... It looks... if you When you're looking at it, you're like... That doesn't look like someone's trying to shake your hand. Something's weird about that. Yeah. But when you turn it on its side, it's holding something out to you. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like, I know uh, for for our version of the movie that we saw, um, <laughs> meaning our interpretation of the movie, yes. is that Mia talks to her mom, demon mom, uh-huh. without saying, I let you in. So you could theoretically just say, talk to me. And, and then, then talk. Have a conversation. I I also wondered why that never happened. It's like you. Everybody was like, "Talk to me," and then you immediately say, "I let you in," and that's when the ninety seconds starts. But it's like, why not just say, "Talk to me," and then talk, and then have a conversation. But also, when that little the minute that Mia let had that conversation with that little girl, she said, "I let you in." Because she well, because she asked. She did ask, but Mia didn't give a verbal <laughs> response. No, but that it's not like she was like, how's my mom doing? Yeah. I let you in. Yeah. It was this boy that we know yeah. is deep, balls She's deep like, in spirit. I can show you where he is. Yes. I let you in. Yes. But needless to say, I like our theory that it is gremlin rules in that it is designed to fail. Mm-hmm. It is built 
the rules are built to be broken, not... The not rules like, are built to get you killed. Yes. It is, it, is a, it is a means to let people have some fun and feel safe to occasionally capture a new soul. Yeah. That's the goal. So, what a lovely new take on possession. Oh, it's so... It's, it's, a, it's prime. Like it's not an accidental. I never really dug the the Ouija board possession myself, but that's it's antiquated because it's from a book that William Friedkin incorporated into The Exorcist, which became part of the lore. And I've also never been big on like the this demon just randomly decided to target you. Sorry, you know what I mean? Like it's all, all the possession movies. It's like there's. A lot of the time, there's no reason for it. It just... Happened. It just happens. This just started happening to our kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... Little girl, lonely. It's usually... It's a metaphor... It can be metaphors for puberty. It can be a metaphor for um, trauma uh, or mental illness. Yeah. And how... And a lot... I mean, and it's... it's that's That's thousands, hundreds of years old of that we can't explain mental illness so it must be a demon yeah um and we've turned that into a spectacle and into a a a form of entertainment and that sort of thing and this definitely felt fresh well i was like this still could be about mental illness it's very akin to the way that schizophrenics describe their experience of schizophrenia oh that's real um in that like nobody else can see this hallucination i have to actively not listen to it because mm-hmm. it's trying to get me to hurt myself or and it's trying to get me it's trying to convince me that the people in my life are the hallucination mm-hmm. and that they are dangerous mm-hmm. and that i shouldn't trust them mm-hmm. and it's euphoric and i was well when she was mia started talking about her mom not wanting to kill herself and then what have you. I really thought we were going to go super cerebral new Silent Hill with that. If that like, okay, what is real? What is not real? What like yeah. did who, which dad is real? Which dad is not real? How no, that, much of that this? ended real quick? Well, I was like, but that was my thing. I kept looking for, I guess, uh, quote unquote, elevated horror meaning behind everything. I was like, what is the symbol behind blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I, I think maybe 30, 45 minutes into the movie. I was like, no, this movie is just what this movie is. Yeah. And, it is it's good. Ever. And it's so good. It's so good. It's executed so well. And the simple fact that, like, as we've been talking about it, I've been, like, sort of reevaluating my understanding of the actual underlying premise mm-hmm. in, a, in an exciting way is cool. It leaves, mm. a, it leaves, it leaves room for lore. Yes. And that's awesome. I feel like that's what most stories should do. Mm-hmm. They should be able to tell you a good, concise, entertaining story and leave room for lore. Well, it also, and it's so striking for being uh, as basic is not the right word, rudimentary, expected as the premise is. It's so striking. I feel like. If I were less experienced in the horror genre, it would feel the the way that watching The Sixth Sense felt. Yes, except that it's not predicated on a twist. No, that's not no, that's not what I'm saying. Not the twist. Oh. I mean, when you see Misha Barton in the tent with Haley Joel Osment, oh. and then she's vomiting, and then you see her under the bed later, and yeah. she's like, "I feel better now." Yeah, and she gives the tape to Cole. Like, I'm never gonna forget what Misha Barton looked like in that tent. Nope, nope. That or the kid with the hole in the back of his head, or the mom, or the, the mom. Kitchen. That's what I'm saying. And those are just that little moments. <laughs> and I feel like for people that are less experienced or younger, yeah, teens, this is gonna stick with them. This is gonna stick with them in a good way. The yeah. Sixth Sense is good. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sixth Sense is good. It's for, a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It it's a little too reliant on its twist. Like, it's less impactful. It just is. It's 1996. Yeah. Nine. Well, but also that's kind of like M. Night Shyamalan's downfall is that he is... He got famous for twists. And and everything had to have a twist. But this movie is exactly what it is. And it's not about 
overcomplicating it or making it or doing anything extra. It's just about the execution. It would have jumped the shark if Mia saw herself at one of the parties. Yeah. That's what that's what have like fucked that. it up. Yeah. Is if she shook, shook her, her own hand. hand. It was her. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, okay, okay, so like if the ending had been like she takes the hand and then like it's her shaking her own hand. Or Riley's hand. Or Riley's hand. Like and that, she was the one that got into Riley. See, that's that sequel bullshit. Because if yeah. she had shook the hand and it was Jade. Yeah. It would have been like, God damn it. No. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's American shit right but there. But it didn't. It gave you a complete a set of, when she shook the hand and it, it showed you who it was, it was a bunch of fucking strangers. Yeah. Like, it was a whole bunch of people that we had never seen before the tabletop terrorist has finally decided to make an appearance welcome do you have Um, any comments all right he gave you all a nuzzle you got a nuzzle from shanks congratulations a shank a shank nuzzle 10 out of 10 shank nuzzles that's some willy wonka shit right there (laughs) what's a shank nuzzle (laughs) (laughs) but I, yeah, I, I, I it, it was just so good. It's a definitely, I, I think maybe my favorite possession movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's yeah. And yeah. I love The Exorcist, and I can recognize The Exorcist as iconic for what it is. Mm-hmm. But this was it's lovely. Better. It was lovely. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch it again. Oh. So good. So good. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I feel like... I feel like that's it. Yeah. We did it. We've done it. Let's stick the landing. Stick the landing. Just kidding. We won't. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually, these the, the twins that produced it, I just saw, they have a video or a couple of videos. I think it's just one video on YouTube that reached a billion views. And then they wrote this and produced no this. Way. So this was their first feature film. Um, good work, twins. Good work, twins. Uh, that's all. Uh, that's all the fun facts I have. I didn't research anything about this. I just love it. Uh, so that was this little departure from the Kitwaku and uh, uh, everything else that we do. So we just new releases in horror. More talk to me. Talk to me. Um, but we're still on a break from the Kitwaku because it's Scott's birthday. It's your birthday. So next week, keep talking. We watching the Devil's Advocate. Yep, the White Man movie. The White Man movie. Not to play Devil's Advocate here. Not to play Devil's Advocate, but exciting because Devil's Advocate, while not a possession movie, is a devil movie. It is a devil movie, and I'm very excited. So he might make me watch Fallen again, just for fun. Hey, that's a good possession movie too. But it's an okay possession. It's, pretty it's good. not talk to me. It's not talk to me. Talk to me is better. But go ahead and watch Devil's Advocate. Uh, and then and, join us and next join week. Us next week. While I destroy me and Scott's friendship. <laughs> Listen in for the carnage. <laughs> Just kidding. Happy birthday, Scott. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's all we got for this episode. Please go see Talk to Me. I would love to see more things. And although SAG and uh, the Writers Guild and everybody's on strike right now, so mm-hmm. everything is being pushed back. This is this is the kind of thing I would like to see more of. Yeah, so I feel like if we can if we can support this and Please. things like the blackening and yep. you're like let's yep. let's change the way things work. Yeah, no more of the none, please. No more... I, I want none, none. I don't want none to. None to can die in a fire. I want none of the none. Yeah. As well. Don't go see the none. Don't go see the none. Go see this. Go see this. And Five Nights at Freddy's. And Five Nights at Freddy's. And, That's in October. And Rent the Blackening. And Rent the Blackening. And, you know, support indie... Good storytelling indie horror. Not big budget sequel... Cash grab. Cash grab bullshit. That is only promoting capitalism and Catholicism. It's garbage. Garbage. Not this, though. Go watch this. Go watch Talk to Me. Also, they call the pit bull dog a thought dog. and It's a bulldog. 
It's not a pit bull dog. Sorry, bulldog. It's a bulldog. And they call it a thought dog. They call it a thought dog. <laughs> Just a horny, wheezy little mess. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing bad happens to it. The dog does not die. Woo! Go talk to me. Go see talk to me. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, make sure to follow at Spooky Saturday on Instagram. Sometimes I'll post. Sometimes I won't. You'll see. It's a mystery. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, share this with your friends, with your, friends. With your enemies, with um, your frenemies, with your uh, and yeah, stay safe, stay hydrated, Samantha, and as always, <laughs> stay spooky, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday for Scott's birthday. Woo!